Hi, you're listening to Oh Hey Heather, Tell Me a Story. Real stories, real experiences, by real people. I hope you enjoy. So, today we just found out that uh, there's a new era upon us. So, I figured out what could I talk about that would be not the same thing everybody's talking about, but something similar to what everybody's talking about to help see everything everyone's talking about in a new way. Hmm. So I started thinking about things where we are, we're all divided and how we weren't before, but we are now. But the reasons are for things that were from then. So my thought with that is, one, every human born into this world has a inapt, natural, biological, hardwired need to belong to something. And by something, that's where it gets messy. So we as humans, in all of the ways of division for inclusion have devised ways that may or may not be something to which you could belong more than something to which you could fit in. For example, I think it's awesome when I meet another adult who can recite a story of being a baton twirler because that's not... Like when I was a kid, that seemed to be everything around me. Nowadays, there's you don't see people going to baton. Like a baton is a thing that <laughs> happened way back when. And even though I'm pretty rusty at it, it's just funny because that's something that someone else can say and we belong or fit in because we both have an experience that is similar to each other that allows us to relate to a time when we had something we were proud or happy about. Okay. So, okay, so then the next part of it is what is engineered to divide others so that they can fit into something else that they cannot agree with because of another. So back to the baton, if you're someone in my life that did not twirl a baton, It doesn't really change the way I feel about you or what presents yourself as to that relationship. This is just something unique that I can identify with someone on a different level that has no effect on the relationship I have with you. So it is something that I can belong to or fit in with, but it does not make me have any type of distinguished hate for that which does not. So when you think of it in those terms, that means... Today's day and age, if I were to find people that do not twirl a baton, which is probably 99% of the world, I don't know, I'm just guessing from the number of people I meet in my time versus those that I could say twirl a baton because I can count them on one hand because I'm not going to forget that. I think that's hilarious. Um, I'm not going to hate the rest of you for not doing that. But sadly, we've come to a point in our time where it's not about what is that that we do not belong to nor fit in with. 
whether it be by desire or just like roll of the dice. I mean, I absolutely belong to people that are from West Virginia because that's where I'm from and that's where my parents are from and their 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 parents are from. So yes, I feel that when I meet a fellow West Virginian and we're not in home, I'm like, holla, hi, West Virginia people. But that does not mean that if you're not from there, I judge you for it, condemn you for it, or give you any type of grace for it. I am sorry that you were not privileged enough to be born in West Virginia, but I'm just letting you know it's okay because you didn't choose to be born where you were born. You just ended up born there. Um, I actually have a whole story about that on my blog. I hate the word blog. On my story site where I tell stories. And it's, uh, if you were like to search in my search bar, because there's like a lot of them out there now. I'm really proud of myself for that. Um, I call it where the buffalo roam or give me a home. Give me a home. That's it. Talks about buffalo and where they're born. Because where they're born affects what happens to their life. Same as us. And now it's weird that there's such a division in so many splices and dices and weirdness that we actually do hold discriminatory or, uh, I don't know, a slight of judgment or grace. I think it's giving lack of grace, perhaps, that if someone doesn't think or see what you believe to belong to or fit in, it gives you the right to give them less grace or um, humanitarianism, kindness, humility, vulnerability. I don't know. Pick one of the things that makes us all connect as humans and take that out of the equation. And it's kind of where we are with a lot of things. And I'll admit, I see a lot of uh, clubs that are a lot more hateful if you don't belong than others if you don't belong. But I'm calling it going from frats and 5Ks to niche and cliches. That's my uh, that's my rollout here. Frats meaning we definitely have experienced discriminatory stereotypes based on what groups we choose to belong to that do not allow uh, other side in. Example, frats, rivalries, um, Ohio State versus Michigan, Iowa State versus Iowa Hawkeyes. But at the end of the day, don't think you're going to murder one of each other or loot each other or riot each other or throw bricks at each other or shoot each other. There are rivals that do, which are like gangs, cartels, uh, wars. Um, so there are extreme things where we as a society have grown up to understand that sometimes what you belong to does affect it. I mean, like even the Civil War, I started watching that Hell on Wheels and that just made my heart cry because I was like, oh my gosh, it 
it brings you back to a civil war of understanding that there was no law. I mean, no law. If you could get away with it, you got away with it. And there was no evidence, there was no DNA. So there was no, like, systems other than witness, which is all tainted and whatnot. You've got assassinations. And you have an entire war of Americans versus Americans. While also having a war with, like, all of the Native Americans, which... Good, bad, or indifferent, you gotta admit, there was there's blood on both hands there. Um, but it's okay. I don't want it to be that way anymore. I don't want a civil war to be that way anymore. I want the North and the South to be friends and to quit hurting each other and hurting anyone. Just hurting anyone. Like let's just call a truce. Truce. And uh no harm to self, no harm to others, and no harm to property. Can we just make a truce that are those three things? And get through this together. Please, 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 please. That civil war should never be repeated. And there was blood. You didn't get to choose which team you belonged to by opinion. Even though right now the opinions we hear are opinions and they're not facts. But this was saying that based on your zip code, that's where you belonged. Whether you belonged or agreed with the... uh, the ideology of that head leader or not, which was very, very, very wrong. Uh, There was a lot of just good old farmer family folk that didn't want to hurt nobody and just wanted to make the best lives they could and also did not believe in slavery. But because they were on on the Mason-Dixon line, they had to fight and die for that. And I cannot imagine... I just can't imagine. I don't ever want that to be repeated in our history. I don't care if you were on the good or the bad. I don't, I take the statues and put them in a museum, but don't lose that history because we cannot repeat this. We cannot repeat this. So anyway, for rats to 5Ks to niche and cliche. And I say niche because I hear people go niche and I want to go he. And uh, I actually thought about that. I put a blog out. Well, I, I made this story and I didn't finish it. But I was saying why I hate the word blog, because if you say it, say blog. And then pretend you're going to dry heave. Go like, and then say, blog, blog. It's the same muscles in your face and in your neck. Well, niche makes me go, like, I don't like it. So I say niche, because it's fine. It's just like dropping an F-bomb. It's niche. And then... Frats and 5Ks. So the reason why I said 5Ks is because we have accepted 5K fundraisers, which are good. We all need to be healthy. But it's because we have accepted, I mean, think about uh, diabetes, cancer, uh, pick a cancer, because there's all kinds of cancers that they have 5Ks for. And then uh, pregnancy prevention and adoption and um, addicts and recovery and autism and uh, any type of weird, misunderstood, unclear thing that can happen to the human condition 
that brings us together in a compassionate way has a 5K. Anything that is like a group to belong to that connects you in an emotional way, like baton twirling, can also bring you together and not make you want to be mad at those that do not fit in. So therefore, if you were in the breast cancer prevention 5K and I was not, you're not upset with me. You're just letting me know about it and we all agree that it should go away and be bad. But we also accept that allergies and sickness and disease, like we're we're dodging bullets that are becoming such big bullets. It's like we, I like Dave Chappelle where he's like, buckshot, birdshot, birdshot, birdshot. Well, it's like we're walking through birdshot now. We're going to get dinged with something because everything is anything from what we drink to what we eat, to what we expose ourselves and smear on our skin and lather us up and put in our clothing and everything, just everything. But that's not climate change. That's pollution. We have too much pollution that is causing climate change. So instead of saying fix climate change, that's like, hey, I need you to fix this uh, symptom. But not what like is caught the cause. Let's let's forget the cause. Like let's not talk about the waste and the chemicals and the dumping and everything that we do. Let's not talk about any of that. No, let's just talk about the atmosphere and how we're going to do all these new things to clean it up. We're basically wanting to fund filters. We're going to fund filters, but we're not going to talk about what really is the problem. And that is that we have all these other things that are littering and diluting. And like China was wearing masks long before they created the virus that somehow miraculously came across the world. They were wearing them because of the pollution. They weren't wearing us wearing them to protect us from them, they were wearing them to protect the air from them. And it still doesn't help. They got billions of people that are just, and so when they have a million die, it's nothing. We have 200,000, which is horrible. 40% of it in one concentrated city that voted for our new president, and we aren't even going to talk about it, but whatever. So, cliches are overused and Get this, I'm verbatim reading this from the dictionary. Overused and betrays of an original thought. It was explaining that the more you hear it and the more you say it, it betrays anything that was original and it makes it your own. It becomes a cliche. It's like it's forcing you to see the sailboat. I think in that movie Mallrats, remember those pictures where there was like a thousand pictures and if you stared at it long enough and then like your eyes turned, you could see another photo within all the photos. It was like a compilation thing. They're forcing you to see the sailboat that you didn't think you could see. Anyway, we're accepting more and more complex issues that develop us into more and more cliches. Let me explain. So last night I watched American Pie. Uh, it was 1999. I remembered the movie vaguely, and I just remember it was like a big smash. It was funny. And I probably saw it a couple of times back then on a cassette tape or something. I don't even know. Was it DVD back then? I don't know. It was pre prehistoric. But Eugene Levy is in it. And I thought, oh, gracious. I just love Schitt's Creek so much and everything that they've done. And I just watched their... Uh, their um 
their documentary on Netflix that explained why they did what they did and how they went through their last season and just totally enjoyed it. I love that Eugene Levy has such great kids and that he's being able to create history together with them. I think that is amazing. Um, and I thought, I want to see Eugene because I remember he was the weird, awkward father in the movie, which he is, and he performs and he delivers. And I'm watching this movie thinking, 1999, 21 years ago. This movie was acceptable and it was fine. And I was like, if you put this up today and had every single uh, niche in the whole uh, belonging versus fitting in groups that have now split hairs into points of there's so many of them that you never know who's going to complain with what you say. Like you never know. I was like, there'd be 50 ways a Sunday that this thing would be protested. And at the same time, even though there was a lot of things, there was probably three or four that I was like, you know, yeah, it's a shame that back in 1999 we found that acceptable behavior, but we've learned from it and it's not now and I think that's okay. But the rest of it was still pretty funny. Again, not all of it, but a lot of it. So let's say it was a wash. Still was good. By the way, that uh, William Scott, Sean William Scott, hilarious. I totally forgot about Stifler and how he was, but I actually like him better in the movie where he was um, sentenced to doing community service work with kids that are volunteers, and I thought that was a great movie. It had the the funny kid that played McMuff- McMuffin or whatever, McStuffin, from Bad. Yeah, Bad. Anyway, great movie. Look it up. They're awesome. The thing is, is there was a lot of things that it was like, Arr. but 21 years ago, that's where we were as a society and it was a hit movie. Now, like we've evolved from that. We see things that we shouldn't have done and that's not going to happen again. You won't see it in a movie, but we're still going to create funny movies that maybe one day won't be. I still watch Eddie Murphy raw. I still watch Richard Pryor. I movies from the eighties. They are hilarious, and they may not fit in today's standards, but at the time they were created, no one was trying to offend anyone. They were trying to make everyone laugh at things that happened and were real and had a version of it. I'm not saying they were right, wrong, or indifferent. I'm just saying that's how it was. I mean, you take any of those movies. You can go back to even Silence of the Lambs. Somehow we accepted that somebody like that exists in our world. And if you're a size 14, you're probably going to get put in a well and they're going to cut your skin off. I mean, overused and betrays of ideas or make original thought. But they base it on a lot of fact. Was there a problem with kids putting their thingies in apple pies back then? I don't know. That was new. But there was definitely inappropriate hitting on and taking girls for advantage with alcohol. But it was funny. Again, it sounds horrible to say it because this is the world we live in because we're full of niches and cliches. But it goes back to the fact that no one that you look in that movie, Eugene Levy would not be in that movie if he thought for a minute at the time he was doing it that he was any way intending for anyone to get hurt, be mocked, or feel offended. Without a doubt, no. Wasn't even happening. That's just the world we lived in, and now we're not there, and we won't go back there. 
So that's learning from your history, learning from your mistakes, moving on. It's only when you repeat mistakes that they become problems. Oh, and another thing is, you know what's worse than a girl that can't sing? <laughs> a guy that can't sing. Holy crap, that sucked when they were singing. So anyway, my daughter let me know yesterday that uh, the movie The Witch, whatever, from the 90s, I remember it very, very well. It was a great movie. We watched it a lot. It was from Disney. Um, all of a sudden, Anne Hathaway had to release a statement apologizing to... I don't even remember the exact words, but it was like the, let's see what these people were called. Sorry, that's. From disability campaigners who objected to its depiction of the witch's hands with two long fingers and a thumb. Paralympians posted pictures of themselves with hashtag not a witch written on their bodies, while the charity reach has tweeted some of the many stories it received, patiently explaining why the film's portrayal of limb differences as a symbol of evil might have an impact on children with limb, limb impairments. What? So this movie was made in 1990. It was made nine years prior to American Pie, which we already admitted had some things in it. We were like, ah. whoa, no, 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 not today, buddy. That's not appropriate. Um, but it isn't going to happen today, and that's not going to be in a movie today because they don't do that stuff anymore. That's over. We have evolved as humans. We're not doing it. So this happened in 1990, and of course she's, apologizing up and down and is deeply saddened to learn that the depiction of a fictional character in this movie could upset people with disabilities and they regret any offense caused and as they should however 30 years ago a film was created with witches that had weird long fingers and today we've learned that we have now offended children who have different sized limbs. I don't even I don't even know how what to say about that because um it took us 30 years to figure that out. Guess what? That wasn't the intention. But because that was not the intention, it now becomes the cliche, which is the original thought that we have offended people with different sized limbs. But it's now, it's even further because we wouldn't even have thought of that. We would have not thought of that. No, it, no. Like we could have watched that movie, another generation to come and see it for all of its goodness and realize it has absolutely nothing to do with anyone that has disabled limbs or different sized limbs or anything of the sort. It was a fictional character depicted 30 years ago in a movie that we enjoyed. And now they're apologizing for something that they unknowingly did 30 years ago when it would have been socially acceptable and was. So we created a niche. We created a disabled limbs group that will be offended or upset with anyone that is not appreciating anything that is like that, which means we have to go normal. Does that mean that from now on, if we call someone... If we make a movie about witches and we make everything normal-sized and nothing disfigured whatsoever, that means that we're insinuating that the hum human population are all witches? I don't know. I'm confused. 
but I don't understand what kind of thing we're doing today because I want to go and make it a place where we question why we're still doing 5Ks, not question why we're all trying to make up these cliches. And if we can heal the world through health, education, awareness, knowledge, clean, grace, and kindness... Wouldn't that eliminate what zip code we were born into? What skin tone we were born into? What state we were born into? What house size? What crazy people, sane people, loving parents, hateful parents, abusive parents? I mean, nature nurture folks. If you're nature is that you're in a really poor place with dirty water and poverty and your nurture is parents that also went through the cycle of the same cycles of the same cycles of maybe some neglect, maybe some abuse, maybe some uh, divorce, maybe some infidelity, maybe some violence, who knows. It affects all around your climb to having the picket fence dream of America. And we're making each other hate each other because we don't fit into the same undecided factor of our lives. Which, by the way, I do believe biologically there are many, many people that are born with different feelings and and internal feelings versus external appearances. And I don't care what anyone says. I will... I will fight that, and it is its own thing. You don't know what skin you were born into, literally. You don't know what chromosomes you are born into. You don't know what DNA you are born into. You are just born. And then you have to trust in faith that the reason why your soul is here is because the purpose you have to serve is for that of a bigger power, for a bigger effect, for a bigger impact. So don't take, give. And with that, I think I'm going to stop. Thank you so much for listening. And there you have it. Another episode of Oh Hey Heather. I hope it has made you think of a story of your own or how you could relate to this one. Or if anything, just something you could enjoy. Thanks everyone and have a great one.